My name is Rico, the Dungeon Master for Season 3, The Restoration of the Twelve Olympians. This season, we'll find our heroes traveling back to the lands of Eris and Enyo with Inharmonia as they adventure through and see what they have accomplished and completed by restoring the three fabled relics, the Sickle of Kronos, the Golden Apple of Discord, and the Robe and Necklace of Harmonia. We'll start with Deborah. I am Deborah, and I am playing a human rogue named Neith. Her name is Neith. And I'm Matt, playing a dragonborn monk named Ari Futan. And I'm Daphne, and I play Gilsira Venfire, who is a halfling druid. I'm Jenna. I am a cleric elf, and my name is Lix Balzator. And my name is Rico. I am the Dungeon Master for Season 3 of the campaign. Who's ready for... Deborah's Diary. Diary. Deborah's Diary. Deborah's Diary. I feel like I'm on Showtime. You are. Skinny Max. Lady Chatterley Stories. Yes! (laughs) H.B. Ho! (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Dear Diary, Mm. at our last episode... Our adventures were still splitting the party. Neath, however, got some good info from Jake the Jumper and Gerald the Gossip, because evidently somebody doesn't know how to hire people. Goodness gracious. Um, and they started leading her to the Gilded Sparrow, which was a left, a left in an alley, and look for rogue signs. Gelsira decided to turn back into a human after trying to sniff around, but didn't pick up anything. And went to the Druid's Guild Hall, where she saw a bear doing Druid shit. Doing Druid shit? Taking a shit. That's what <laughs> bears do. They shit. And then Gelsira decided to bend some water. She decided to come out of D&D, go into a different realm, <laughs> evidently. Started bending water. And the Guild Master tried to beat her, but she wins at bending water. Good job, Gelsira. And all of the lesser beings made a mess. (laughs) Lux was waiting to meet Genevieve. And she began um, sparring with some people and then fell flat on her face. Nailed it. Ari got bored of flipping coins at the serving staff um, and decided to go check out the Monk Guild Hall. And was able to talk with the um, Monk Guild Master. Everybody bowed to each other and they decided to actually head over to the Fighters Guild. So, so Electo could let off some steam. Electo kicks in the door. She fights. Ari fights. AKA, they set everything on fire. As we do. And Ari, as Ari exclaimed, I am the Ari Futan. That. You are. Damn, that was good. And as the flames continue, although they were nice and let, you know, put him out on the poor fighters. Fuck those guys. We'll have the scars now forever to yeah. remember Make their whooping of a far- by a farm girl. I mean, fuck them. Let's see what our heroes do in this episode of Some Would Play. Nice. Super nice. All right, so we're going to start with you, Lux. You, Lux. Me? Yep. You, Lux. Me, Lux. Yeah, get ready. Luke Lux looks like. Go play. <laughs> You're no so, longer Jenna. You're Lux. Theobald heals you back to full and has told you that you can just walk in and give them your full name and that um, your meeting can be moved up to whenever you want. So you can stay there hanging out with Theobald and get your ass whooped again, or yes. you can go Do inside that. the uh, the Cleric's Guildhall. No, 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 no. Choice is yours. Uh, Theo, thank you for your advice. And I uh, bow and then go to the front desk. And introduce myself as Lux Bellator, uh, the um, cleric of Hades' death domain. Oh, oh, that Lux, Lux Bellator? Yeah. Savior of Harmonia? 
One of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was there. Genevieve can see you when you're ready. And then the... I'm ready. Cleric greeter behind the desk. He leaves the desk and he quickly walks his way over to Genevieve and um, whispers in her ear. And then she stops mid-sentence from the class that she's teaching. And she dismisses her students. And then she turns to you, and then she motions for you to come over to her. I go to her. Good evening. I also uh, pros- prostate myself. <laughs> of course you do. She, you don't, you don't have to do that. Okay. Um, if anybody owes anybody anything, it's us that owe you. <clears throat> Hi there. <laughs> what can we in the Clerics Guild do for you? Well, I am uh, here on a mission. I'm trying to find the butcher. And if you have any information or any um, guidance in finding the butcher, uh, I would love to have that information. Unfortunately, the only dealings we have with the butcher of Aspasia is the aftermath of their victims. We've had to raise one or two of them. Uh, We've had to bury some others that were dead for far too long. Um, And we've healed many others. But dealings with the butcher directly, we wouldn't have any information. Could you say those words again to me um, just now? Uh, Over again? No. No? Okay. No, I I can't repeat that sentence verbatim. Okay. Um <clears throat> I would like to um call to Hades and ask him to uh help me remember what he what was just given to me. <laughs> okay, well Hades doesn't answer you. What Genevieve said to you was that they have no dealings with the butcher directly, but they've raised a couple people, they've healed some people and they've buried some people, the people that were dead for far too long for them to raise. That that's literally all I remembered. Raise people. You're killing me here. I know. I'm sorry. I said the same sentence twice. So they've raised some people from the dead. There were others that they could not save. That were dead for too long. That were dead for too long. Uh, But they have not had any direct dealings with the butcher. And they've healed some people. Yeah. Um, They healed. Who who were the people that you healed? Well, yeah, that I get. Like, do do you have uh, specifics on the victims? No, we don't have names. Okay. But we do know that um, some of them are probably still in the infirmary. They may have names and locations of the people that we've helped. They may be able to provide you with clues or a description of what the butcher may look like. And uh, Genevieve, Genevieve uh, what, what, is your, what is the god of your, your understanding? My god? Yeah. Uh, I am a cleric of Artemis. Um, do you anticipate any, um, do you have any inspiration from Artemis for helping with the upcoming games? No, none of the clerics other than Theobald will be participating in the games. Theobald, okay. I met him. Did you? Yeah. He's a nice fellow. Very stout. Okay, cool. In fact, we have placed a sizable bet on Theobald. How how would one get in on this bet? Contribute to the guild hall and let the guild hall breeder know that you would like to to bet in with the clerics guild on Theobald. Okay, and I'm I'm sorry to ask this. you don't have to be is sorry. Is it like a tournament? Kind of like, uh, it, it's a tournament, right? Yeah. So it would be person against person, and then whoever beat. Yeah, there there are brackets and seats. Brackets. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, as is every tournament held at the Coliseum is always bracketed. Where would I find the like bracket master, the person that's keeping? Uh, control of this the coliseum i imagine okay all right uh well thank you so much yeah is there anything else i can do for you 
No, but um, I might be back. If I am teaching, please do not interfere. Just let the guild hall greeter know and he will come and get me and I will make time for you immediately. I'm so sorry for doing that. I, I'm i not really skilled in uh, couth. In time. Thank you. Uh, I learned something here today. Let's uh, Any chance you have uh, any divination you would want to give me? <laughs> nope. All right. As a cleric of death and a cleric of Hades, I'm pretty sure Hades can give you more than anything I ever could. All right. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to skedaddle. And then she curtsies to you. And I throw um, five silver into an offering plate. Oh, and it clangs into the offering plate and it echoes throughout the cleric's hall. And the other clerics that were being taught, they look and their mouth is agape because Lux Bellator, Death Domain Cleric of Hades, walked in to their little tiny cleric guild hall and they never thought that they'd ever see somebody like you. Poor kids. Poor kids. Well, I mean, you you are the savior of Harmonia. so Savior of Harmonia. Kind of a big deal. <clears throat> Legend. Yeah. Yeah. You three are legendary status. Mythological but being. The gods told you that. Being seated at the the base of um, Mount Olympus that people would know you far and wide. Fuck yeah, they will. Yeah. We're the goddamn best. Yeah, absolutely the goddamn best. We're the best. Anything else you want to do in the cleric's guild hall? I think I'm good. Sweet. What's your next course of action? Yes. Um, What time is it? Uh, It's about 10 till 7. And we said we were going to meet each other, right? At a certain point. Oh, yeah. Like party. I don't think we... Agreed on any specific time. I think it was yeah, just I don't like, think any time was I think it was specified. just like nighttime, like like bedtime. Maybe you should <laughs> just go back and maybe the rest of us will show I up. I thought <laughs> it was a half an hour before sundown. Am I crazy? Could be. What time of day is it? I literally think it... A quarter, I uh, think like it's 10 a, till 7. Okay. I literally... Not 7 till 10? I'm Not pretty sure that we agreed on half an but hour before sundown. it's daylight savings time. <laughs> well, it, it's uh, summertime, so it's still light out. Okay. Or springtime. You don't know. The weather is nice. It's not been uncomfortable. I would just like to go to our um, agreed upon <laughs> setting. So back to the fountain at um, yes. and Eris's, just Eris's meditate. Manor? Just meditate to Hades. Okay. Until you, you can my, talk to Hades directly at any point arrives. in time that you would like. Yeah, I, I know. But uh, like uh, just um, it's it's more like a preservation of my um, religion sure. to, to do that. Um, and I do that until the rest of my party returns. Okay. So, Jelsira, you are there with Perry and the rest of the Druid Guild that is surrounding you uncomfortably, wanting to shake your hands and touch your hair and um, have you bless their familiars and things of that nature. Um, it is starting to get crowded around you with all of the other druids and all of the animals you can at any point in time that you would like have them disperse or you can just be smothered in affection <laughs> um i do have an item i would like to use Indian voice um so this i think is it's a bonus to charisma i don't remember how much it is but i'm gonna have to find out 12 really quick thank you so is it, is it put, wait, <laughs> I was like, I was like, how did you have that out? I was when like, there's you no way that that is real, but wouldn't that be funny if it is? Thank I you. Can, you can save your potion if you'd like and just tell them to stop crowding you. Okay. Well, okay. But you have to do it in like the Jesus Christ superstar. <laughs> have you ever seen like the movie? a martyr yeah. while, martyr style. Where he's like, don't crowd me yeah. as he's being like, Overtaken um, by lepers. Okay, so I just kind of take a few steps. I just um, <laughs> is that real? Jesus Christ superstar. Oh, it's the best. Never mind, it's not. I take a few steps back, right? And I'm just kind of like, <laughs> I kind of like put my hands up like this. I'm like, whoa, whoa, everybody. I, like, I appreciate all of your adulation and everything. Um, real thing. But I am actually on some business right now, and I do have some questions. Um, <laughs> So Perry, taking notice of how uncomfortable you're getting, claps his hands okay. 
And as he claps his hands, there is a thunder wave that escapes from his hands out towards the rest of the druids. And the thunder the thunder wave knocks the other druids on their asses and makes the leaves in the aviary rustle. And some people are like a little disoriented. And then Perry dusts his hands off like this and then turns around to you and he says, I am very sorry. <laughs> they uh, they never thought they'd ever see you. We've only ever heard of you. Um, that's okay. That's okay. Um, and really, I appreciate all of that. It's just not something that I'm used to. I'm just not su- super comfortable with all of that attention and everything. But I think it's pretty cool nonetheless. Um, really, I'm just curious if you know anything about the Butcher of Aspasia. If you or anybody else here actually knows anything or has any information. And none of the druids have really paid much attention to the goings-ons inside the city walls. Um, so I don't think any of them know about the butcher. Um, I certainly don't. And if anybody would, it'd be me. Okay. Um, you can try and ask, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if they will. Okay. Well, I'm not going to bother, um, because if you don't know, I presume they don't know either. Um, but could, could I by chance, um, if at any point, if I decide I don't need to come back here, um, if I could maybe ask for some help at any point or any other questions I may have, like if, yeah, sure, our doors are always open to you. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, Perry, you're like really awesome. Uh, what's your familiar by chance? Mine. Yeah, mine is the is a grizzly bear. Grizzly bear, nice. Big, massive grizzly bear. So when you wild shape, like, is your grizzly bear kind of your go-to then? Yeah, or? absolutely. Nice. And I fight really well. She and I fight really well together. That is so cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah, grizzly bear was actually, like, my first wild shape experience. Hey, it's so. often What's your a favorite lot of druids, par here? It's often a lot of druids first. It's something they run out to just naturally in the woods. Some of us have chosen that because it's what we're most comfortable with. And so we never forget our roots. But yeah, uh, I, I prefer grizzly bear. I mean, I can do others, but I prefer grizzly bear. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can do others too. But I think like bears always kind of been sort of my like go-to, I guess you can say. So It's a good one. Yeah. Um, well, Harry, um, it's been awesome talking to you. Um, I'm definitely going to come back at some point for sure. Um, I do have some other investigations I need to go pursue. Yeah, don't don't let me so, stop you. Thank you for the baklava. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm so happy you like that. Seriously, enjoy the mirror. Like, I definitely will. I seriously, I seriously cannot thank you enough for this mirror. I, ah, this is exactly it. what I needed. Don't mention it. I know. So, I know it was. Uh, th- th- thanks, thank you so much, Perry. Yep. Um. Okay. Well, I'll be back. Is Cedric around with you? Uh. Last I talked, my last contact with Cedric was I asked him to kind of scout around the immediate area, oh. but I never actually asked him to come in. Oh, here, okay. So we would have liked to have met him. Um, next time I'm, I'll when I come back, I'm going to have Cedric with me. Oh, sure. I'd love to. I'd love so, to meet him. Okay. Um, so I'd like to go check out the barracks. Oh, across the street. Okay. The bear. Icks. That joke's never going to land. That's the second time you've made it, and it's still not funny. I actually think that's like the um jeez. Okay. <laughs> so you leave the Druid Hall um pretty easily and you can go right up the street to the barracks. Uh the barracks is a massive three-story building made of stone and wood. There are two guards outside of the door. Um there are torches that line each story around the walls, the battlements as it were. Um you have the ground floor with battlements, torches all around. Second level looks very similar. Third level looks very similar. And um, on the second level, there look to be big, giant machines of some such with big, giant spears in them um, uh, attached to, like, chains. Like, maybe these are used to fire into the air for defenses of some such. Um, But, yeah, there's just two guards out there. Um, The doors are closed. Uh, I just walk up to the guards. Tail. Hey, what can we do for you? Hi, I am Josiah Venfire. Oh, restorer of the of the realm. Yeah, no, we know we know exactly who you are. What can we do for you? Well, I'd like to talk to the captain of the guards or whoever's in charge. Really, oh, it'd be the captain. The captain. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have an audience with the captain, please. Yeah, sure. He's up on the third floor. Go in through these doors and take the steps up. 
Okay, awesome. Thank you so much, guards. Keep, yep. And uh, then um, they um, turn to the doors and they pull the doors out and open for you uh, and they hold them open. Yeah, I do a little curtsy and I walk past them. And as you walk past them, they bow in respect okay. and they let the doors close and the doors like close on their own, like, like they're spring-loaded. Uh, like close and and then you can take the steps up to the third level. You see on the ground level, there's this looks like the food level. There's tables. Uh, there's um, um, a bar area that looks like there's a cook there that just serves, you know, standard food that you would find at a barracks, like meats and breads and whatever piss swill that they can get, <laughs> you know, for the barracks. Uh, well, it's a little tempting, but I've already eaten that that one ago. And this food doesn't seem all that appetizing anyway. Nope. So Nope, there's better. Yeah. So I'd like to proceed up the steps to go talk to the sure. captain. Yeah, you can get up to the you can get up to the third level pretty easily. Okay, so I climb the steps. Yep. And you get up to the third level. There are two more guards standing at a large wooden door, um, outlined in iron with um big handles. Hey hey guards, I'd like to speak to the captain, please. Yeah, what's your name? <laughs> My name's Josiah Venfire. Wait a second. That yeah, that Josiah Venfire. Yep, that's me. Oh, please go right in. And then they bow, and the one of them um, pulls the door open, and they don't stop you from walking into the um, captain of the barracks' office. Well, thank you, guard. Captain of the guard. Thank you, guards. Keep doing what you're doing, and I give them like a little salute on my way in. Oh, they salute you back. So, uh, okay, so I walk into the room, and inside the room you first notice a massive fireplace on the far wall against you. The fireplace is flanked by two large stone columns. On each of the column, there are a um, swords crossed. Um, the blades are pointed down, the hilts are up on both columns. In between the columns, on what would be the, the chimney of the fireplace, there is a large banner of uh, golden apple, in the middle, it's um like a the banner is like a phallus red, like this <laughs> on the inside with the blazing, brilliant golden apple Ow. in the center of it. Um, it is threaded on the outside, golden. Um, with yeah, golden. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> golden stitching that comes down the edges in like these curly cues, goes all the way down, all the way around. It ends in a in a point, and there is a large mahogany desk there. <laughs> Nice. Good job. And there is, you know, a stack of paper, some bags of what you can assume is probably money, which may be payroll for the guard. Um, there is uh, burning something, maybe some sort of cigarette type thing, tobacco in a pipe, long pipe. And <clears throat> there is a gentleman on a large black chair um, looking at some of the paperwork, like going through. He hasn't looked up to see you. Um uh, he looks to be deep lost in thought in the paperwork. Some of the papers you can see are reports. Uh, looks like reports from other guards, maybe crime reports or reports of muggings or robbings or other nefarious actions like that. Um, without even really introducing myself to him, I just kind of ask him really quick, hey, is that supposed to be a depiction of the golden apple of discord you have on the wall? Yes. Yes, it is. And then he puts the papers down and looks up at you. That's exactly what it is. I thought so. I think the real one, though, it doesn't. It, it's a little bit plumper than that. Have you actually seen it? Yeah, I've I've seen it before. I've actually held it. How have you held it? Well, I mean, I'm only just one of the restorers of the realms, Josiah Venfire, at your service. Oh, oh, hello, Miss Venfire. Uh, what can we do for you, Ms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, well, um. I'm glad you asked. So basically, I'm trying, my, my friends and I are trying to track down the Butcher of Aspasia. Oh, aren't we all? Please go ahead and take a seat. Okay, I sit down. You're going to have to jump up into one of the chairs. <laughs> okay, so I'd kind of like climb up and jump yeah. up onto it and kind of and like it pull a, myself up. It's a nice velvety <laughs> chair. It's really comfortable. It's soft. Um, the captain of the guard uh, is, is pretty comfortable up here in his office. Um. And he says, I can share the reports that we have with you if you would like. Uh, we haven't been able to find them. Um, nobody we've talked to has seen them. Um, anybody that we've come across has already been dead. Do you um, happen to have like any fragments 
of clothing by, by chance or any like locks of hair or any visual, <laughs> like any, <laughs> any DNA samples. <laughs> How's your CSI working here? Uh, I regret to inform you that whoever this butcher is has left no passing uh, or no trace of their passing. Bald as fuck. Other than the, the victims that they've left in their wake. And all the victims are dead, I presume, right? All the ones that we've run across are, yes. <laughs> Some live ones running around. <laughs> if there are, they don't know about them. The clerics haven't shared that with the guard because it's none of the guard's business what the clerics do. Uh, so what information can you tell me that you do have? I can tell you that there have been at least 27 murders. That's a nice kill streak. Yeah. Nice jab. There have been Thanks. 15 robberies, and we hear rumors of a heist that's going to happen at one of the money changers. Heist, you see. Huh. Uh, no. Rumor of heist. Don't know anything about that. Oh, we don't know. <laughs> that's right. I, we um, don't. Ari doesn't know anything about that. Electo doesn't this know. This is why the I don't pay two, attention <laughs> while y'all. Yeah, the only two people who know anything about that now are Neith and Jalsira. Um, okay. Do you know, like, so the money changers, you mean at, like, at the Coliseum or? No, at, at the, at the vaults, the bank. Oh, the vaults. Okay. We've only heard rumors. We don't know when it's going to be, so we don't know when we need to guard it. All we know is that there are rumors amongst some of the less than reputable guilds. So definitely don't guard it at all since you don't know when. Seems like a great plan. Um, so. Didn't say he was good at his job. <laughs> he just lives pretty fucking comfortably. <laughs> Uh, so when you see some of the less than reputable guilds, um, what what guilds are you actually them. referring to? There are the rogues, the monkey fuckers. There are the rangers, rangers. There are the warlocks. There are the barbarians. There are some of the monks. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey! Now that seems to be about it. We're all cool. <laughs> um, I don't know if this information would be of any use to you or not, but I was in the tiny dumpling earlier and there was a strange occurrence where it's almost like there was a huge rush through the kitchen. It almost seems like a puff of smoke that disappeared through the back. I tried to go after it, but I wasn't fast enough. But um, in case of any that's used to you at all, like there might have been. So there was some fast moving action in the kitchen of the tiny dumpling and a puff of smoke from the steamed dumpling <laughs> restaurant. Nothing <laughs> seems out of place there. Nailed it. Well, I guess you would have had to have been there. I have so, been. The also, food is delicious. <laughs> sometimes yeah, it rains. Right. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. Their food was really good. Um, hmm, okay. Well, watch it. Means if you do hear later. anything, though, do let me know. I'd like to make like a um, an insight to see if maybe there is some information that he's not sharing. sharing with you. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead and roll. Eight. Oh, that's a shame. Is there anything else we can help you with? Never look again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after talking to him for a few more minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can you can steer the line of questioning. Uh, oh, actually, do roll insight for me. This may be useful. You know he's incontinent. 19. It is odd that the captain of the guard would hold payroll just out on his desk. Doesn't make sense that he has just extra bags of gold lying around. And after 27 murders and 15 robberies, you think he should know a little bit more than what he's possibly telling you? Hmm. Hmm. Are you sure that you don't have any more information or? No, nothing that I've been able to find or nothing that um, the rest of my men have been able to find. Well, maybe it's something you don't know is information. It's the bastard. Check him. Um, check his ball sack. Hmm. Detect magic. I'd like to cast Charm Person. Sure. Kiss his head. What's the spell save DC? Oh, it doesn't matter. I got a 20. 150. A 20? I got a 20 on his will save. Yeah. Doesn't matter what your spell save DC is. Okay. All right. It is a will save, right? Yeah. Yeah, he got a 20. Like, he rolled a nat 20. Okay. Well, that didn't work He critically succeeded on that roll. He critically was better than you. What's your um, spell save, DC? Four. 14. 14. Does that include the plus one for the land being magically gifted? Oh, it does not. So does a 15. 15. Does yeah. a 20 beat a 15? Yeah, it does. Okay. 
I just don't want, I just don't want you guys shorting your spell save DCs, those that are magically inclined, because it should be a permanent plus one thanks to Neith. Super magic over here. Thanks, Neith. Because she rolled the nat twenty to feel the magic in the air. I use world the, level magic in the. Can uh, you feel <laughs> nice. The That's tonight. funny that the non-magically inclined person in the party felt the magic in the in the area. Um, um so he shakes his head a little I am bit. You. And he looks at Truly. you and he says one more time, this time a little bit sternly, mm-hmm. a little more stern, sternly, sterner. No, a more stern. Kick her ass. Is there anything else I can help you with? Um, I questioned him about the payroll, like the all the gold. Oh, this? Yeah. This is money to pay all of the guards. There are an awful lot of them, not to mention the increased security needed for the games that are about to happen. So I have it here with me because payday is tomorrow. And then he slides, he turns and slides some of the papers in front of you, and you can actually see names of guards and how much gold is due to them. Okay. Make an insight roll for me. And then. Buck. Jesus. That's not God helpful. God damn. <laughs> I know. All you needed was a 10. God damn. <laughs> um, are you training your guys? Mm hmm. <laughs> Do you well, have any like noticing spells? I mean, not prepared. Are you sure? Oh, maybe there's a weird one that you have prepared. Detect pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Um, well, if if the DM will allow, <laughs> I can cast guidance on myself. Yes, you can. That oh, let's add, all cast that guidance add today. A, uh, add a D four to an ability check. Right. Exactly. I don't. You can cast guidance on yourself. An insight. Yeah, so I like to cast guidance on myself and sure. and make another insight roll. Okay, so twenty being a nineteen, it just adds a d four. She cast insight on herself. She's rolling for insight at this point. She's not casting it against the guard. That's okay, a one. So I rolled a three, nailed it. Three, like the number three. Yeah, that was that was from the d four. She rolled oh, a okay. d four yeah. plus. So I rolled so okay, so seventeen plus three plus so nineteen at least twenty one on your insight roll. Yeah. Okay, so you remember that Eris did say if you noticed anything off or noticed anything else about the guards that they weren't telling her, you should tell her and she would deal with them directly. Okay. So the fact that he has this extra gold on his desk, it resisted your charm and is less than forthcoming with information, knowing who you are, she may find that information useful. Okay. That was that was what your insight role needed to be to, to remember okay. that. She said, hey, if he doesn't seem right, <laughs> yeah. come fucking so tell me. Okay, them. I didn't remember that. Uh, okay, them. so, hey, Captain, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's it's been great to meet you. Um, if I have any more questions, is it okay if I come back? Yes, my door's always open. Okay, great. Well, I'll leave you back to paying your guards and thanks. doing all the things that you're doing. I'm sure so, them and their family will absolutely love it. Um, thanks for keeping the city safe, and hopefully we catch this butcher soon, because he's a real jerk. So, um, all right, bye. And I just kind of like walk out. All right. Nobody stops you. Nobody accosts you. The guards at the door, they open it for you and bow to you on your way out. And I walk back towards the mayor's manor. Sweet. You're going to meet up with Lux at the mayor's manor? Yeah. Dope as fuck. We are halfway there. I love her. (laughs) So you and Electo are standing in a burning ring of hellfire. Love it. Um, what would you like to do? You notice that the the torch went out in the the Fighters Guild captain's office. Well, let's let's go back into the Fighters Guild and and see if we can't meet with the the guild leader. Oh, sure, absolutely. And she spins to walk out. As she spins to walk out, um, the ropes that were burning they just turn to cinder and ash. As she walks out and as she walks out of the room or out of the ring, all of the fire that was on the ring goes out just like that, like all the way around. Not like all at once, but just like from where she walked out, the fire recedes all the way around. Nice. And there is what's left a couple burnt poles and the sandbags that did survive. They're half split open. There's sand pouring out. Uh, You know, there's no blood, though, because fire tends to cauterize. Hell yeah. And she goes to make her way back towards the Fighters Guild. Uh, there's no door on the hinges. <laughs> so she just walks right in. Yeah. We walk in together. And then the oh. greeter of the Fighters Guild at the desk says, uh, Hey, welcome back. Thank you. 
Uh, what can I do for you? I think we'd like to see the guild leader. If yeah, possible. no, I'm not going to stop you. You just go right on in. I think she's expecting you. Okay, we do that. We go in, and then um, Electo just check every door along the way. <laughs> Electo kind of flexes at at the at the welcome desk guy, and he ducks under the counter because <laughs> uh, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to deal with any of that from what he saw. Um and the screams he heard, they weren't they weren't comfortable. So uh, you guys walk to the back of the fighters guild. The doors closed, and um, Electo knocks, and then she knocks again, and nobody answers, and then she just pushes the door open with both of her hands and pushes her hands through the door and fiddles around on the inside for the latch or whatever, and then unlatches it, and then she pulls her hands out and she pushes the door open, and there you see sitting at the chair with their legs crossed um, in a leather skirt with a breastplate. Um, you see an, an elf woman? Um, dark, bluish skin? Ooh. Not like any elf skin that you've seen before. Nice. But Electo looks at her and says, I didn't expect to see a drow leading the Fighters Guild. And then the leader of the Fighters Guild says, I didn't expect anyone to burn the place down with hellfire. <laughs> what can I do for you? Expect the unexpected. Howdy. Hi. Um, We're just in town. Ari Futan, Electo. That Ari Futan? That Ari Futan. <laughs> um, you haven't come to take my guild away from me, have you? No, 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 no. I mean, Electo maybe, but we're Electo not- Electo says, I would love to. We're not staying here for that long. We're not going to be here more than- uh, We're going to participate in the tournament in four days, so- Oh, so, so you'll be here at least four days. At least, yeah. And in the meantime, we're looking for this uh, Butcher of Aspasia. Um, oh, really? Have you heard anything- that might help that us. They are incredibly good at stealing, mm-hmm. incredibly good at killing, yep. and that nobody knows who they are. Mm. And there's not. Do you have any leads? No, the fighters, the fighters guild. That's beyond our talents. Not we, into it. We guard caravans and get people safely from one place to the next, and go out and slay monsters and kobolds. No, we don't deal with city politics. You guys gonna participate in the tournament? We were going to, and then. You lit them on fire? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry about that. They're healed. We, ha- mean, we had them healed. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, you did. But I don't think they're in any condition to fight in four days. Probably a little oh, PTSD. Yeah. Proper constitution. <laughs> yeah. I, if they well, have to face I reckon they you in right. the tournament, I don't think they'd want to. I mean, I mean we, I'll talk to them about it. We're probably high enough seated that they wear the least of their worries. Probably at some point. But yeah, they're in no condition at the moment. I mean, thank you for healing them up and sparing their lives. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to be fun. crossing blades anytime soon. They, they were itching for a fight, and we thought it'd be fun. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> nah, no worries. You especially, Miss. I'm really sorry about the way they talk to you. Um, but in my defense, I would have done the exact same thing. Oh yeah. Nah, no worries. Okay. Well, um. We've got we've got a meeting later, so I guess I guess we'll get out of your hair. We're just kind of checking in at places and seeing if we can find out anything. Yeah, sure, absolutely. If there's anything else that I can help you with, uh, do come in. Just don't kick the door off the hinges again. Mm, okay. <laughs> and please don't punch through my door. Okay. That was you, right? No. And Electa says, oh, "No, yeah. that was me." Yeah. <laughs> and then the Drow, which is Dark Elf Guild leader, uh, I figured as such. I didn't want it to be true. There it is. She is a high-level fighter, but she, her dark fire isn't nearly as impressive as Electo's. There's a reason a drow is the leader of the Fighters Guild, because they're pretty hardy, and they also have dark fire like that, and they're pretty nasty, but, I mean, nasty-tempered. But she doesn't want anything to, she doesn't want to fuck with you and Electo. She okay. watched you blow demon fire. She's, she's good on that. All right, well, then I guess we'll be on our way. Yeah, thanks. Maybe we'll just, uh, we leave the guild hall. Um, let's just kind of wander around the street for a while until we, we just kill some time until we got to meet back at meet the- Meet at the boar's head? 
meet at the boar's head. Sweet. Um, let me get to Neath, and then we'll go back to that because sure. there's still some time before you're meeting at the boar's head. Sure. Neath, where did we leave you? In hell. I am following. Oh, to the, the Gilded two, Sparrow. Yeah, to the That's Gilded right. Sparrow. Going to the Gilded Sparrow. That's right. That's important, and I forgot. Um, so you have no problem following these guys. It's not like they're trying to be hidden. They're just going to go get some food. They suck. Um, wow. And they walk down four different alleys and find um, a pretty nice, solid metal door that goes into a stone building. Uh, all of the windows are shuttered. And on the door is um, a picture of a sparrow with um, gold inlay around the outline of the body. And that's it. There's no sign or anything that's the name of the establishment, but you can assume that a golden outline sparrow is probably the gilded sparrow. And they open the door and go in. I wait a moment. Sure. And then I would like to go in as well. And when I go in, is it like a crowded place? There are a lot of roguish looking individuals in here. Uh, there are tables on both the left and right side of the wall. There is one large bar on the back wall. The middle of the establishment is entirely clear. And you can see what looks like sweat and blood stains on the stone floor. Um, it looks like the center of the place is left wide open on purpose because some rogues are pretty hot-tempered other than others. Somebody accuses somebody of stealing. It comes to knife fights. Um, it looks like this place is, you know, your typical underworld seedy bar um, that serves exclusively to rogues. Do I see where um, the two guys went? Like, did they sit at a table? Yeah, they, bar? Went, they, went, they went to sit at a table over on the right-hand side about midway, like center of the room. There are no doors or windows along the wall. Um, and every chair faces towards the center of the floor. Um, and also facing the door because every rogue knows you don't want to sit with a door at your back because somebody can come and put a dagger in it. Are there are chairs at the bar. Yeah, there are about one, two, four, seven chairs at the bar. I got it. Anyway, I would like to go sit at a chair. Um, on the left side of the bar. Sure. Kind of. There's nobody else sitting at the bar. Oh. None whatsoever. But that's because when you sit at the bar, the door is at your back. So it's like people purposely. Do I see anybody notice me coming in? No, nobody notices okay. you. Okay. Well, no way nobody sees me anyway. Notices it doesn't you matter. At all. Yeah. Nobody. You are okay. empty void space. I <laughs> sit at the bar and then try to be just as quiet as possible. Okay. I mean, which is pretty easy in my cloak. So. Yep. Um, and I'm listening. I'm I'm just trying to pay attention to see like if anybody comes up and walks to the guys or like what do they do? Nobody walks up to the bar. Everybody stays at their table and a server goes to all of the tables to take food and drink orders. Nobody is talking about the uh, money changer heist because this is a pretty wide open common area and everybody here is worried about their own personal wealth so nobody wants to risk finding a knife in their back in the middle of a heist so nobody talks business here it's all pleasure it's all about um what okay. maiden they slept with or um mm -hmm. what man they robbed or who they black widowed or something like that it's all it's all pleasure no business here at the gilded sparrow and the coin flows pretty freely here, only not that good a coin. It's a lot of copper and a lot of silver, very few gold. And the food here would signify that it is no better than standard slop you would find at some tavern in a small, smaller city. Um, people don't come here for the food. They come here for the knife fights and the ambiance mm -hmm. and to <laughs> make bets on who's going to live or die in a knife fight that evening. Okay, well, I, I made the conclusion I'm not going to get a whole lot of info. So get in a knife fight. Nope, not here you won't. Not here. You get um, knife fight. And I see it's getting a little bit late. So I actually leave 
And I'm looking for any like street vendor or anything I could buy some food off of. There won't be any here this far back into the city. If you go back down the alleyways, back towards the main thoroughfare, there are lines of street vendors. Okay, I go that back you can that go way. To. All right. Holy shit. Let's go, baby. Great. Those are good numbers. But obviously those weren't. The food there is not good. Yeah. You've had better. Yeah. Like even. Um, is uh, she above it? Yeah, probably. She's living I just a also didn't want to get, bring a t- I, ha- I would have to bring attention to myself to get food. Yeah. Yeah, you and would. I, I would not want to do that. She's um, sniffing it. Like. <clears throat> so you find an array of street vendors. There are some um, that are that have on a spit uh, some big, ha- big fucking turkey legs. Like they are smoked. There's been a i know i fair like fair like turkey legs kebabs yeah the skin is the skin is crunchy and crispy and they're they're putting some sort of sauce on it like a sweet and sour type of sauce turkey leg tendons can suck my dick yeah no shit god that's the worst part um that smells good i mean so i would like to buy a turkey leg (laughs) turkey leg so i go up to the the vendor excuse me sir and the vendor jumps for a second because they didn't notice you there. And they're like, oh, I am incredibly sorry. What can I do for you? You will be. I like to have one of those those legs right there. Oh, sure. Absolutely. That'll be three silver. And I hand it over. And while I'm doing all this, I'm paying attention, making sure there's like no cut purses. Like if I see anybody that might look roguish oh, make a perception roll. the nice. people. Yeah, this is like the area people go in. Rob See, people Rob, sure Rob is. People. Oh, I rolled a two. Y'all got to so. do better. A two. <laughs> What's that total? Uh, 40. 22. Five. 48. She gets a plus 20. Your perception's only a three? Yeah. And you're not proficient in it? Okay, so nope. five. No, you don't see any, though. <laughs> to be fair, Good you try. needed to roll a lot higher than that yeah. to see if any were stealthed. So, no, you don't notice any. Okay. But on the plus side... You don't notice any, so it's a very good possibility they don't notice you either. And because of your cloak, you can be pretty assured that they don't notice your existence at all. I'm not worried about that. I mostly wanted to see if there's anybody else I could mess with. Mm. (laughs) Unreal. So the vendor gives you a nice, hot, fresh turkey leg. Oh, yeah. Um, Ask if you need um, anything to, like, clean your hands or fingers with. They have, like, Wet naps. Paper towels, like paper-like towels, but these thin parchment or whatever that you could wipe your mouth or made with cloth. That'd be... They just hand you a puppy. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I'd be very much in your debt, dear sir. All right. And he hands you some, uh, some paper, like thin paper that you can use as a napkin. Awesome. And uh, goes back to working the spit, cooking more turkey legs. And as soon as he turns around, he forgets you exist. Nice. Nailed it. I would like to start walking back towards the fountain. Back towards the mirror state? Yes. To that fountain? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you can do that quite easily. Nobody's going to stop you or accost you begin, be, again because you were moving void space. Nobody sees you. Nobody knows you I'm exist. void space. Yeah. Nobody calls your name. Aren't you Are there happy? any of the, the rogueways up Ooh, above make a goes perception towards roll. that way? Make a perception roll. Do better. Please. Really, really quick. This is important. Uh, I'm on the corner. Can I roll again? Uh, I cocked you. Cock. When a dice. Nat 20. Nat cock. So, not only do you see rogues darting back and forth along the rogueways, you actually see a dark purplish black aura against the sky. <gasps> On the rogue again. Uh, darting towards the mayoral estate. Shit. I, as quickly as and possible. They, they are darting fast, by they the way. They are darting fast. Um, they are moving you know how fast Ari moves? Yeah, light speed. Oh. They are moving as fast or as far as you can perceive. 80 feet a turn. Like maybe could keep up with Ari and yeah, possibly overtake him in a sprint. You wish. If they tried. 
I'm not as fast as Ari. Right, but my base mm. is 50. What? <laughs> um, I, I would like to at least start taking off in that direction if I see an easy way to be able to go up so I can follow the you same can direction. You easily find a way up to the rogueways up top. Ari's fast as fuck. I've taken a few bites of my turkey leg. My turkey leg is now mm-hmm. on the ground. Ooh, a dog comes out from the alleyway and... Quickly oh, takes oh, it, oh, goes oh, back oh, in the alley. Oh, little poochie. I can't climb up really quickly with only one with hand. A turkey leg in your yeah. hand, yeah. Damn. Oh, I should give him some pets. Fucking dinner. Okay, and I'm trying to, I'm in pursuit. Sweet. So you get up to the rogue ways and you don't see the aura anymore. Damn. But I know that towards for a fact God. that it was like toward the marrow. Going towards the estate, yeah. Though there were the some estate. rogue ways that go towards the estate. So dash, like the dash, lines dash, of the buildings. But much like Jelsira, That's you did you. see their aura. So you do know that the bastard does exist, but because you were on the ground and they were already up top on the rogueways, the time it took you to climb up anyway. to the buildings, um, they... Because you were going up the 20, 30 feet, sure. and they are going straight across buildings at 50 feet. I love it. This is fun. Two of our party members have spotted traces. Yep. Lost them. The bastard exists. Well, I go ahead and just, I finish taking the roadway. We never doubt Back it. to the mayoral estate, back to the, the fountain. Okay. So the roadways stop. At the edge of the grounds, sure. you can't actually get to the mayoral yeah. estate from the rogueways, but you can get back down and be right by the by an external wall. Do a flip. I do that. Sweet. And then you can walk around the wall and go through the gate, or you can scale the wall. Uh, the choice is yours. You got acrobatics, right? Yeah. So you could like do a flip down from the rogueways. Yeah, but yeah. she like, fucking never oh. rolls well on acrobatics. I don't. Like, it's she weird. has acrobatics. Give but me, it just... actually, yes, give me an acrobatics roll. I'm here to help. And don't forget, um, you do. You're proficient in acrobatics, right? Yes. All right, and you are going to be doing something super cool acrobatics. So don't you get like a two times bonus for that? Hell yeah, yeah. At least. Okay. Hold on. Yeah, but she tends to rolls like two. Fifteen. I rolled a seven. All right. Yeah. Well, plus <laughs> eight. Normal. Yeah. Um. So you go to get down from the rogueways. You do a front flip off of the rogueways. Parkour. Onto the edge of the wall, and you land it with your feet on the edge of the wall, and then you can continue to jump over the wall and land on the grass. Nice. And um, just kick back up like it wasn't a thing, so you successfully nailed a 30 down to 10, down to ground level, so like a 40-foot drop down with no damage. Yeah, parkour. I wanted wanted you to jump off of that shit flashy. Are we almost out of time already? Fuck. Yeah, Neith's dead. Like one o'clock. Jesus, okay. Yeah, five, six, seven minutes, whatever. Yeah, I know. I know. Just uh, just enough time for your meeting at the- Passed out. So you make your way back to the fountain where you see Jelsira and Lux. Hi. Hi, Neith. Fuck yeah. Neith? So you and Electo are making your way towards Boar's Head yep. um, a little earlier than what you were supposed to. Mm-hmm. They said nine, but it's like 7.15-ish. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, the doors are closed, though. Um, mm-hmm. it's, you can knock on the front doors or look for a back door, but uh, they're locked. They, they, they won't open. I, I knock on the door. And then a peephole opens up, and it is the familiar face of the half-orc, and he says... What can I do for you? Hey, buddy. Uh, we 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 kind of finished whatever the hell we were doing. <laughs> uh, we were going to come back at nine to to talk to you guys, but I thought maybe maybe you'd entertain us a little earlier than that. Yeah, no. In fact, the others are also here early as well. Uh, cool. Hold on, just one second. And Thanks. Then he closes the sliding door and unlocks the door. You hear one, two, three locks on latch, and he opens the door. And inside, after he opens the door, there are about eight or nine upper-class patrons. Um, They look like they are dressed very well. Um, He hurriedly closes the door behind you, and then you hear three locks. Lock again. Um, And there are what looks like very worried upper-class citizens who are afraid for their life and their personal wealth because of the rash of murders and... Um, thefts, especially this close to the games or the tournament when guards are mostly at the arena. 
And there's mumbles and hushed whispers and um yeah, that's it. Just a large group of So the, wealthy- they they've been gathered? Yeah. Okay. So they've probably for about though, 15 minutes. Right? Oh. Hey folks. Oh, 15 minutes, that's it? Yeah. Okay. I, pre- I appreciate you all coming here. Ari Futan, Electo. Um we're we're trying to solve this problem you've got. You're all very tense about, clearly. So Oh god, thank the gods. Yes. So we'd we'd love to hear any any information you have, any any thoughts you have on the issue, any you know what happened? We'd love, we'd love more details. Oh, okay. Well, we'll be happy to tell you what we know. Excellent. So, the first person of the nine, uh, this is going to go clockwise from left to right. The first person tells you that um, they had their silverware stolen from their uh, safe, their their locked up safe in their house. There were no footprints or traces. But there was a drawing of, it looked like a dark hood. Like, you know, niece hood on her cloak. It's just, it looks like, a, uh, it looks like just a dark hood um, that's colored in black with uh, two glowing purple eyes. Like an anonymous hood? No. No, not a Guy Fox mask. Just like a hood. So like, Neith, Neith is the criminal. Like a. You know, space ghost hood, um, with purple eyes, and that was it. Nice. Uh, the second person says that they had their savings stolen from under their mattress. It was about 150 gold worth, and all that was left was a picture of a dark black hood with purple eyes. Um, the third person says that. Their husband was murdered one evening while the husband was on the way to the money changer to make a deposit from their business. And they found his throat slit with a cloak-like hood carved into his chest with eyes carved out, you know, where his, um, through his rib cage, like the hood was here. Sure. And eyes were in between where his ribs would be. It was a very grisly calling card. Um, not, not dissimilar to the other ones that were on paper, but carved out in flesh. And then the fourth person tells you that they had two horses stolen from the stables. One of the horses was later recovered from the Royal Hunting Grounds with its throat slit. Um, and it looks like wild animals got to it. They never found the other horse. No calling card. That was the fourth. The fifth one tells you that their son was robbed from behind, never saw the assailant, um, but was instructed to not turn around, not say a word, but drop his coin bag on the ground and tell anybody that he knew that the butcher was in town and nobody is safe. And then the coin jingled and disappeared, and behind him was the same calling card, the black hood with the glowing purple eyes. I'm going to stop describing the calling card. I'm just going to call it. I'm just going to refer to it as a calling card, henceforth. Um, Six and seven haven't had any experience with it. Um, They're just petrified because the rest of the upper class that they hang out with are petrified. Number eight is a man that tells you that his wife disappeared one evening. After leaving the boar's head with her friends, her friends were found dead with their throat slit. They were divested of their valuables, including their jewelry. Um, The wife is still presumed missing or is still missing, not presumed. She is still missing. And the ninth one is just here for the drink and the gossip and has never, ever had anything to do or had a run in with the butcher. Thank you very much for all of that information. That helps a lot. Does it? It does. Oh, um, are you going? Are you going? Are you going to stop them? Yes. Yes, I can almost guarantee it. Oh, almost. We would, we would be forever in your debt. Like ninety-nine percent sure we can do this. Uh, but thank you very much, everyone. Yeah, uh, I thank, appreci- you. thank I you. I appreciate you coming here and and telling us that. Um, that's very helpful. I can tell you that uh, my whole party is here to to help with this. 
And Electo is seething at this point. Like, she is seething so bad, you can start to see her hair turning into snakes. Like, she is about to lose her shit in front of all of these upper-class citizens. Oh, the Justice of Fury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> like, she's ready to murder anything and anybody that's ever done any wrong or any slight. I grab her hand. And uh, she Aww. squeezes really, really hard. Like, she has a strength of 17. My, it doesn't hurt you. My hand bones break. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. But um, you can tell she's... she's She's got a, a murderous intent in her in her in her eyes. Can I can I Hera's embrace and just, just yeah, see if there's any purple you, you can and purple poopy none happening. of none of them none of none so. of these just, upper class um are have any of the tell the telling of of the bastard. Best to be sure. But yeah. Yeah, it's always good to check. It doesn't hurt to check. All right. So uh we'll we'll go ahead and um thank I already thanked him, but thank the staff as well. Lick some more gold coins at him. <laughs> and Electo is pulling your hand and pulling you out of the bar, and she kicks the door off the hinges, and it explodes into splinters. Like, the whole door explodes into splinters. All right, I reach into the half bag and, like, pull out, like, 50 gold. And just... <laughs> oh, okay. And they well, thank you, or the, the half-orc thanks you, and he looks at her, and he looks at the door, and his jaw drops. He cannot believe that little farm girl just splintered that whole door. There's, like, maybe a bottom corner of the door that's still on the hinge. But other than that, the rest of the door has been disintegrated into splinters out. Yeah, as she's pulling me away, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so she is pulling you out, and she is seething. Yeah. And... and she, you can start to feel heat coming from her hand to yours. Thankfully, you're fire resistant, yep. so it doesn't do any damage. But she's like, I am going to murder everybody. Well, to maybe not everyone. <laughs> no, everyone that deserves it. Okay, yeah, no, that's yeah, fine. Especially that bastard. Yes, for yeah, <laughs> we'll focus on that one for now, and but I am then going the rest, to yeah, flay sure. them. Okay. No, that's I'm fine. I'm going to rip their skin off of their body, and after that... I'm going to rip muscle away from bone. And after that, I'm going to feed their bones directly to Cerberus himself. I think that's a good it's plan. Good to have goals. But let's let's go back and meet with, with our friends first, and then and we'll handle this. Thank you for calming me down. Oh, you're welcome. They almost saw me. Yeah, it's fine. And all then good. she looks left and right. She's, uh, she doesn't actually know which way is back to the mayoral estate. She's actually blinded with rage at the moment. She's not right. She has no sense of direction. She she just has sense of kill. Okay, well we're still holding hands, so I I take her in that oh, direction. Okay, oh. and she'll she'll let you lead her, but she is like manically looking around for just somebody to slaughter, like any any thief, any rogue, like anybody that smells like murder or somebody that has wronged <laughs> somebody else. Like that, she's oh she wants to kill this person or anybody associated with this person so bad. Okay, so uh, I'll drag her, and we'll start running back to the mayoral That's probably estate, best, yeah. yeah, because she's barely hanging on because you have her hand. My awesome-ass cloak with the silver inlays just flapping in the wind and yeah. running. It's great. And, you know, like the torchlights sprinkling are sparkling off of the silver inlay. Yeah, it looks really fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. People are like, whoa. So you make your way back yeah. to the mayoral estate. Yep. And you see Neith. And Josira and Lux Hi, are all waiting for you. Hi, hey guys. Uh, Electo's fired up, so. <laughs> good to see you both. Yeah, no, we, we had a good time. Um, so, so did I. We, we talk- I got my ass kicked. That sounds normal. Yeah. We, um. It never hurts to get knocked down a peg or two. We got, we got some information out of, uh, some of the, the the higher born, the noble class that are all sorts of worried because their shit's gotten. Uh, we talked to a few that had some stuff stolen. We talked to some that had people murdered. Um, cool. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, it's pretty but bad. But it sounds like it will help us in the future. Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. So, What'd you guys find hey, out? Um, oh, okay. Did what? you find out anything, Lux, or just get no, your ass kicked? No, I was just going to say, like, uh, we could... Uh, reconvene next week 
<laughs> oh, are you saying, and that'll do us for this episode yes, of Summer I Play? Yes, I was. <laughs> Go this ahead will and do listen us. next week as the party shares their fact-finding information, or at least I will, I hope they do, Neith. Have a great <laughs> evening, everybody. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bang, bang, bang. Thank you for listening to Some Would Play, a production of the Outsanity Network. Join us again next week as the story continues. Find us online at www.somewouldplay.com and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Some Would Play. Deborah is at Sonia Taki. Rico is at R1C0. Jenna is at Jenna Toll. Daphne is at Dafterthought. And I am Psychedelic M. If you enjoy the show, please tell your friends and share it with others. And remember, in real life, you needn't roll for initiative, so just seize it.